Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories of what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a business and a family and a ton of other things together. Yep, we are. We are. We are. We, de- <laughs> we definitely are. It's uh, it's fun. You know, we learn a lot. We're here to share what we've learned and, and hopefully hear from you about what you've learned. Allison, how are you doing this week? I'm okay this week. That's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. I am on day 19 of a kidney stone. And you've never had them before. No. But they are uh, in family history. Yeah, my mom gets them and my uncle gets them. So uh, I, when the pain hit me in the middle of the night, I quickly realized that that's what I thought was wrong with me. It scared me because you woke me up at, I don't know, four in the morning, whatever it was. And you were like writhing around in pain. You were like, I could, I didn't know what was, I was deep in REM sleep and you woke me up practically falling over in pain. Yeah. It it was a tough morning made even more tough by the fact that both of our boys had friends sleeping over in our house. Yeah. So we had two other kids, not our kids. We had our kids and then we had two other kids and I have you kind of freaking out in pain. You kind of calmed down for a little bit there. And I took the kids downstairs and made them breakfast. That was probably like, I don't know, 6, 6.30. And then uh, we both kind of at the same time contacted your parents and they took you to the hospital and that's where we found out you had a kidney stone. Yeah. So it was a long day, 19 days ago and um, it hasn't passed. I had x-rays today, which says showing that it's still pretty high up in my system. So I will go next week and find out more. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I I hope that you don't get them that often. I hope I don't either because it's, you know, everyone's been really great. I think like everybody in town knew that morning I was at the hospital, but, um, Everyone's been really good, really checking on me. It's been it's been really nice, but it's also been a little embarrassing because I feel like I'm constantly being like, nope, I haven't passed it yet. And everybody's like, that's a really long time. Yeah, so. everybody said, everybody's been saying that. <laughs> that's like the worst thing you've been hearing the whole time. It's like, oh, I got them. And that was gone. I was over in two days. And you're like, yep, I'm on day 20 almost. Yeah. And I have moments where I'm fine. And then I have moments where I feel really sick. So well, I hope here's it- knocking on wood that we get through the episode. Yeah, no, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I'm sure. So, Allison, this week on the show, we kind of want to tackle company culture and and more specifically sort of where we have gone or what we're working on with our company's culture. Yeah. So one thing I have to say is my team has been great since I haven't been feeling well for the last three weeks, uh, which is really nice. I think it's a big change from the team culture and the team caring necessarily that we've had in the past. So as most of you guys know who listen to us, I, I've been running the business or in the business full time for the last 20 years. And we have grown and changed a lot in the way we look, in the way we operate. And this year has kindly, finally kind of been the time where I have a time to really focus on that kind of HR, team building, kind of building up our team individually, have, helping them build their, their skill level up and focus on what they're good at and build us as a more cohesive group. We've talked in other episodes about how we've really kind of revamped how we do our interview process. And I think that we're starting to get really good people on the bus. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think a lot of, a lot of things have led to us being able to focus on our company's culture. 
starting with the fact that you have started to take a lot of hats off. We've got admin people that we've brought in and they do marketing now and they, you know, help with the sales aspect with me. They, you know, do basic bookkeeping, you know, data entry, stuff that was, you know, that you had been doing that's sort of time consuming stuff that didn't allow you to focus on, you know, our team and and how to help make our team better. And then the other part of that is, is I think definitely in the last year or so, we've gotten more focused on, you know, how to, you know, hire people and getting the right people on the bus. Like you said, I mean, and it all, we've, you've heard us say this book before because we love it. Patrick Lencioni's Ideal Team Player has really kind of helped us hone in on that. So, I mean, I think those two things have really, you know, helped you more than me, but you specifically to focus on helping the company culture. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten off that hamster wheel of day-to-day working in the business, where I still do some in-the-business tasks, but I'm really starting to focus on working on the business stuff. Right. And so talk to us, Allison, a little bit now that, you know, what was what was sort of your first step in working on company culture? I think really helped going through and addressing our key results areas for each role in the company. And again, um, we learned through our entree leadership our entree leadership course that not to make them for the person but for the role and so for each job position what are the expected results that we should be getting and that was kind of like our first step into you know building better building better team members yeah i think you know for the longest time we were hiring people and we were saying well here's your job description or here's a list that you know of things that you need to do on a daily basis or whatever it might be but we never really focused on like okay what should the results of that be like what what are your kras what what are your goals and i think helping your team members be more goal oriented helps them feel wanted one feel like they're needed more and wanted more in the business and it gives them a little more purpose in the business that and coupling that with doing more regular check-ins i don't think we're doing them as well or as often as we should be but we're definitely checking in you know every 90 days or so with what are the key results areas and how are we doing with the goals and they're not they're not annual reviews and big air quotes. They're really like checking in with that individual person on, are we hitting our expected results? If not, what goals can we set to make them? And then what other goals do you individually need to move forward in your position or help your position move more smoothly? Yeah. And talking sort of specifically about that, because we want run a company that is, it's a construction company. So our, our team is kind of split. We have a lot of field guys that aren't in the office every day, don't necessarily see you or I on a daily basis. And then we have, you know, office employees that see you and I every single day. And so how have you managed, you know, them getting, you know, getting and meeting those KRAs? I think that's been my biggest challenge because, um, you know, your manager should be doing your KRA meetings with you. So I've been doing them fairly regularly, but trying to get the sales manager and the production manager on board with doing them regularly has been a challenge. And I feel like I'm pushing really hard because they trying to get you guys to understand the value of them. And it's one of those things where a lot of times I feel like I push and I push and I push. And then once you've 
and you do it, you all do it begrudgingly. And then once you do it, you're like, oh, that really was a good idea. Right. And I, and that's, I think that's, it's tough. It's sometimes tough for people who have, you know, been with us a long time and trying to learn those things. And it's tough to, you know, sometimes having those conversations about KRAs, especially if they're not going well, can be uh, challenging as too. So, but having that all written down, having, you know, we we're trying to do those where, you know, they get a report once they're done. Hey, we met about your KRAs. Here's the goals you set for yourself. Here's the goals we set for you. Here's how you think you're doing. Here's how we think you're doing. Um, but you know, one of the things is, is because we're a small company, you know, we don't have an HR department. You're, you're the HR department, Allison. And I feel like now that I've taken off other hats and gotten off the hamster wheel, I feel like I'm doing a lot of HR stuff right now. And and part of that is, you know, obviously you've been focused a lot lately on HR, you know, sort of building the SOPs for what an HR department would need in our company. Right. And I, I, I now that I have more free space to be thinking about these things that I've been thinking about for 20 years. Um, I'm really excited to like start chipping away at some of these ideas that I have to help them work together better, but also to help give them a roadmap for how they can grow and how there can be, you know, growth opportunity in, in the company. You know, a lot of people go come into a company and they say, well, I don't see there's any room for me to advance. I really want to tangibly get a roadmap down. So if you are starting as an assistant carpenter and you, you know, this is the roadmap that you can take to get to be a lead carpenter or a project manager if you do these things. So those are the, the KRAs, the, the meetings, the, connecting on the KRAs, um, building that, those are things that, you know, help our employees, our team members uh, feel wanted. So that helps the culture. How have we made them feel, especially like we talked about, you know, a lot of guys are out in the field a lot and don't see us. What are some things that we are doing to make them still feel connected to us? So this year we did a team health survey. Um, I We grabbed some examples from people. We kind of talked about what information do we want? Um, what, you know, what baselines we kind of use this year as a baseline to see you know, all of those kind of basic things so that we can have it as a jumping off point for next year when we, you know, tweak it, but we have the same basic question. So that was kind of the first place to really get a good understanding of do they understand their role? Do they know who to talk to? How do they think we're communicating together? Um, I thought that was really insightful and helpful. Yeah. And, and we took a lot of that information that you gained, you know, during that process and sort of started working with our our marketing director and building this it's now what monthly we're sending out or is it twice a month we're sending out a so we're sending out a team newsletter which yeah. you know i know i'm sure lots of big companies do but as a small company we've never done and it really is just a spot for everybody to get the same information we do in the office a weekly stand-up where i give updates but that doesn't always get translated to the field team. So it's got some updates. It's got links to all the important things that they need, like um, trainings and time off slips. We do birthday shout outs. We do anniversary shout outs. And then we do a thing called daily logs where the field crew posts, you know, what's happening every day. So she's picking a five of the best daily logs from the previous month and posting them and giving the team a shout out for doing a really good job. And the idea is, you know, we want them to 
you know, so they want, we want them to feel connected. We want them to feel like, you know, that they, because I, I think it's hard when you have a company like ours where there's a group of us, a group, a core group of, you know, six or seven of us that are in the office a lot. And we talk to each other a lot and we connect socially, you know, in the office talking about whatever the Patriots game that day or whatever it might be. And so I think it's hard sometimes for the, when you have different crews out running in different places to stay connected with them. And I think this newsletter is doing a good job of doing that. Yeah. Our marketing director and I have kind of really talked about we looking at this as a marketing thing. We're doing external marketing to potential clients and homeowners and those things. And then we're looking at this as like our kind of internal marketing to ourselves. What do we need to do to, you know, really communicate well internally and get to know each other internally. And then another tool we're starting to use, trying to get better at using, comes from Ramsey Solutions and the Entree Leadership. It's the it's their weekly uh, reporting tool. Which is a, which is an email that gets sent to all of our team members that they fill out, and what do they? What, what's in that? So it's a real quick, like five minute form, and they do um, they pick, you know, how they feeling with the morale, stress. Um, they have a spot to write a weekly high, a weekly low. Just in it, I get like a little report per person with red, yellow, green smiley faces for each category, and then I can look and see if they had a weekly high or weekly low, and then it kind of gives me at a glance how people are feeling without you know without having to go and talk to them because some people don't really love the face-to-face but they feel more comfortable sharing what's happening you know on the form and then it also gives me a spot to go back and check in with people if they said you know you know that they had a really stressful week or they thought their workload was too heavy this week I can go back and say okay so last week it didn't look like you had a really great week can you can we talk a little bit more about it what can we do this week to make it better? And, you know, our the highs and lows, we're getting things that are some business related and we're getting things, some things that are personal. So it's, it's nice to get a little bit more insight and just to see the trends. So if I have somebody who is consistently kind of just mediocre, you know, I really want to kind of dig into that and be like, okay, you haven't had a green week in a really, in a while. Is there something going on? Is it something at home or is something at work that we can fix? Yeah. And I think from a business owner's standpoint, vision, it's interesting to look at those reports and and we can tell when our team members come in and they're, you know, not as personable, they seem down, they seem depressed, whatever it might be. And sometimes I think as owners, we tend to go, oh, what are we doing? Are we, are they upset at us? Did something happen with work? But, you know, and, and like you said, there are a lot of people that just don't, you know, you ask them how they're doing. They're like, oh, fine, I'm okay. And I think, you know, this report has allowed us to kind of see, okay, they, well, they had, you know, a bad time, you know, at home or something's wrong with, family or whatever it might be. Or it's also helped us see the other end of that, which is like, I've had a problem with this person at work, or I've had a problem with this process that we have in our company. And so I I think that because it's not anonymous, they their names are on it. But I think the the non-confrontationalness of it, that it's not saying something to your direct report, I'm frustrated at this. And the other thing is, is that only you and I are really looking at the at these reports right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm look I'm the one looking at all of them, and then I bring the I bring the summary to our management meeting and just kind of give you guys the highs and lows. And then if there's something specific um, I need to point out, I will. The system is set up so that 
you can set up managers. So, you know, if we were bigger, you as the sales manager would just see, you would get all the sales people. Mark would get all the production people. Right. But because it's new and we're still real small and I can manage it, um, right now I'm I'm kind of the the gatekeeper for it and looking at it. But that might change someday. And I like the fact that, you know, really you guys should be managing it yourselves. But um, I'll get you there. Yeah. I, and I mean, I will say this. And, we, and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. We love a lot of Ramsey Solutions uh, products and their books and their entree leadership. I wish this, I love the idea of this tool. That I wish they would tweak this tool to work a little bit better in a lot of ways. Just the technical functionality of it sometimes. Like we have guys that work in the field and they only check their email and use software on their phone. And this isn't really phone friendly. There's a lot of little things. Yeah. So like right now I can't get, I haven't been able to get the field guys to do it. And Honestly, I would love them to do it more than anybody else because they're the people I feel least connected to. Right. But baby steps. Baby steps. Definitely, definitely baby steps. So um, we talked about all of that. And then sort of getting, you know, going to the idea when a lot of people talk about company culture, Allison, they think about Christmas parties and, you know, big giant team events and those kind of things. How are we starting to deal with those items. Well, I'm not really good at those kind of things. We did. So we put together this um, team engagement society. They named themselves. They named themselves. Um, and it's really nice. So we've got one person from kind of each department. Our marketing person is on it. And so she kind of she kind of speaks for sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. We have one of our project managers and he's kind of speaking for the production team. And then I'm there as the owner, kind of also speaking for the bookkeeping admin, admin team. Yeah. So, and you know, our, my goal is that we'll rotate these people, but it's a chance for them to kind of come up with some ideas. We have a wide age range of people from early twenties to mid fifties, you know, kind of coming up with what's stuff that we can do that, you know, works within the budget, but is engaging. So we talked, we did the kickball tournament, um, which was their idea. Originally, it started off as softball. And I was like, whoa, 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 let's talk about people's ability <laughs> here. Um, and then we agreed that a kickball tournament would be would be fun. So um, we took two hours on a Friday afternoon. We, you know, you and I brought down the Blackstone. We grilled out. I made, com I made T-shirts. Just couple hours so that we could be outside of the office engaging in a different way you know and at one point I made a joke and I said if we can't if we as a team can't win this kickball and kick the other team's butts how are we going to build a house together well and I think f from my perspective of it it was you know it, cost wise it was fairly low cost I mean you know, as a business owner, I tend to think of like the whole picture of it. So yeah, we spent a few hundred dollars on food and t-shirts, but it was also the lost production time. There's money involved in all of it. Right. It wasn't just a few hundred dollars, but I, I, I think about, you know, those investments are important. Those connections are important for our team members to come together and connect. I, I think that it was eye-opening for the, the team engagement society to, to sort of start to understand the budgetary constraints of it. It's like, yeah, would I like to rent a luxury box at a Boston Red Sox game? Absolutely. Uh, we don't have the money to do that. Right. <laughs> I mean, it would be ridiculous. So I think, you know, trying to have them understand that the, there is a budget to things. But I do like the fact that I think unlike some small business owners, they, uh, 
and I will say that we've probably been guilty of this in the past, small businesses have a tendency to say, well, I'm going to plan the party or the get together or the event that I like. And I love the idea that we came up with or that you came up with to have this team engagement society and, you know, have multiple people on it. I know you and Nicole work together to come up with that idea. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's going to work out great long term. Um, we definitely need to have a traffic cop so that we can, there have been some suggestions that I have to like pull us back from just because some people, it takes them a while to understand, like, I'm not going to plan a drinking party one, cause it's work. And two, like there may be people on our team who that's not the best venue for them to be in. And I'm like, that's not going to be a work sponsored event. So it's kind of, if, so as the, as the quote unquote grown up, um, we do need to have some like boundaries boundaries, and, and that's really what I'm there to do. Like I want them to come up with ideas and, and have fun with it, but I have to like put some boundaries there to make them realize like, you know, not everyone is 24 or 28. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we're working on, and how often are we going to try to do like those kind of things? Well, so this was one of the boundaries <laughs> things. Yeah. They wanted to do something every month and I was like, okay, that's a real big task. What if we kind of looked at something quarterly or, you know, two to three, 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 two to three times a year. I think that that's reasonable to, to try one budget wise and two to execute. Right. Right. We also, since we moved into our new office, um, I started doing a weekly team question. So right on our conference room wall, I put up a question every week that, it's, you know, it's not mandatory, but we encourage everybody to answer. And it's giving us good, you know, good to ways to talk to each other, good topics. Um, I'm keeping track because we're asking things like, what's your favorite dessert? How do you like your tacos? You know, some of those things, you know, then there are big more ephemeral questions like on my bucket list is. Yeah, I, I like one of the ones you did was what was my favorite number? And everybody wrote their favorite numbers down, like if it was like six or 33 or 125. And then you used used that information when you made the shirts for the jerseys for the kickball you used your uh cricket and made jerseys for everybody and put their favorite numbers on the back and it was so funny because it was like a light bulb moment for people because they thought that was the weirdest question i could ask and then they were like oh that's why you asked that question yeah. so there's some sneaky questions in there too so talk to me a little bit allison like moving forward what are your goals from here for team culture in the future of Almar in five years or 20 years or whatever it might be? Well, I want to make sure that we're like addressing the five dysfunctions of a team um, so that we don't fall into those bad habits and kind of are wor sneakily working, you know, a system to to address those kind of problems before they become problems and to make sure that we're really living our core values. And I think that the working on this team culture stuff will help that because we can build in core value things to all these other little things that we're doing. Yeah. And I think that kind of the neat part about it is like when, when I, when I start to think about it more, I take a step back about it and you think about, well, as we build the team culture and everybody connects and we sort of get this vibe, if you will, in our company, it then starts to inform who you're going to hire. So then it starts to affect your hiring process. And you, you know, you start to bring in interviewees and you look at them and go, oh, well, they're not going to fit into us culturally. You know, that person doesn't fit into us culturally. So then like you start to get this like sort of snowball effect where you're bringing in people who fit with you culturally and then it helps your culture grow more. And it kind of, you know, starts to build this, this sort of overall sort of, you know, 
company mojo for everybody involved. And I think that's the kind of place people want to work. Right. And I want to start. I mean, I have been always, but I want to be more intentional about surrounding you and I with people who are smarter and better than we are because we need to start looking at what is our long-term plan? What is our exit strategy plan? What is the next phase of the business? And I want to continue to move into the visionary role. So I need to keep having people who are really good at these other roles filling in underneath me. Yeah, and I think about our like 20 plus years of, of running the company and being involved, being in the, you know, just being out in the workforce. And I think about uh, the the youth, the younger generation that's coming into the workforce, the tw- the late the late twenties, early thirties, and even the early twenty year olds, culture is important to them. I think it wasn't. I mean, I look at like your our parents' generation, and I look at us, and like culture wasn't as much of a hot topic. And I know it's you know things evolve and change, but I feel like now people are they're more willing to stay with and work with people that they like, you know, and not necessarily be as hung up on what's the pay or what's the hours. You know, culture is important to the longevity of your business. Well, and that work life balance is becoming. M- more important for for certain types of people. Um, again, those are some of the people we want as part of our culture. One of the things we talked about when we hired our last person is, you know, we've set this system up where it is a multi-process interview system, and, which is strange for a small business our size. But I said, it's like we're dating. We need, we, you need to get to know us and we need to get to know you and decide if we're a good fit dating wise before we jump into a marriage together. Yeah, Allison. And so it's been really great to sort of be able to start focusing over the past year or so on our overall culture in our company. Starting on my step one has been really great. And I feel good getting some of these ideas out of my head and on into execution. So I'm excited to start on step two as we go get into next year. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be, you know, it'll be sort of an ever evolving thing, I think, in our company. I think, I don't think culture is a stagnant thing. I don't think you can like, okay, I built a culture, it's going to stay like that. I think it has to be something that is always evolving and changing. Yeah. And I hope that, I hope that we're defining a culture. I look at other companies um, and I look at it, I look at them and I say, I, I know what their culture is. I can tell what their values are from their branding to the products they put out to how they market themselves. Definitely. So I have a book that we should check out on this that uh, you and I have talked about a couple of times reading. I think I'll, I'll put it on our Audible our audible reading list. Oh, and you can get it for free from us too. John C. Maxwell's 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork. Embrace them and empower your team. And it talks a lot in that book about team chemistry and, you know, working, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So it's a great book to help you sort of jump off and get into building those, you know, high morale sort of inspirational uh, parts of your company. So definitely check it out. Uh, John C. Maxwell's 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork. And you can get it for free from us if you go to our link, audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, sign up there. You get a free 30 days of Audible, and you can download that book. Sounds good to me. That's yep. my next read. That's your next read. There you go. Well, 
Thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in, downloading the podcast. And don't forget, check us out online. Find us online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried or search for us on Facebook. That's Married with a Business on there. And you can also check out our website, MarriedWithABusiness.net. It's got everything about us, all the resources we talk about. Everything's on there. You can also find links to the shows and, and links to our guests, all of that. So check it out, MarriedWithABusiness.net. Thanks everybody for listening this week. We'll be back next week with another show. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're Married with a Business.